Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And thank you very much for tuning in to the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you very much. Really do appreciate it. <clears throat> on this edition, we're going to be talking about Taysom Hill. And has the, the clock struck midnight on Taysom Hill? Now, I'm going to be honest with you, Who That Nation. I wasn't expecting... Uh, to do a show this morning. I, I really wasn't. Um, I was actually going to be doing the show this afternoon, and I encourage everybody to come back this afternoon uh, because I will have a special guest once again on the State of the Saints podcast making a return is John DeShazer from NewOrleansSaints.com. He will be on the show around 2.30 Central Time, 3.30 Eastern. So if you're not doing anything, uh, John DeShazer will be the guest on the State of the Saints podcast. But <clears throat> excuse me, let me clear my throat. But I wasn't going to do a show. And the reason why I'm doing the show, Who That Nation, is because I actually had an opportunity to listen uh, to an interview uh, that uh, that was conducted by Steve White, uh, who you probably seen on the State of the Saints podcast from the NFL Network. Him and uh, Jim Trotter, they do a podcast called Huddle and Flow. And Sean Payton was the guest on the show. He was a guest on the show, man. And he talked a little bit about the New Orleans Saints, of course. But also the conversation about Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston and what his thought pattern was, um, you know, about this whole situation. Like what was going through his mind when he decided who was going to be the starting quarterback. And I was trying to get the clips up for you. That's the reason why I was a tad bit late. I wasn't able to get the clips up because for some apparent reason it didn't want to load. But. Sean Payton, if I, I'm going to try to see if I can find it for a second. Yeah, I'm going to see if I can uh, find what I was uh, actually listening to. I think I can find it because I, I know the exact time that it actually came on. And I'll just put it up to the mic so you all can hear it. But the question was asked about Taysom Hill and, and his decision, how he decided to go uh, with Taysom Hill. I think this is it right here. So I'm going to let everybody listen to it. And then we're going to go ahead and get started. Give him an extended um, period here. There was another narrative that Jameis, you just weren't that high on at this point. He wasn't ready to step in and lead this offense the way you would want. Clear it up for us. What well, was your thinking? My thinking was a commitment I had made to to Taysom in the offseason. Um, it couldn't be any further from the truth, the second narrative. I and we as an organization love what we've seen from Jameis. And in that constantly weighs in your mind relative to each game um, going into the season all three of the quarterbacks knew that in the event that there were any injury during a game Jameis was coming in uh, the Taysom was going to have uh, a large plan in special teams and a tight end and uh, and then we would go from there and, and so when that situation arose and Drew was hurt for a longer period of time I visited with Jameis I visited with Taysom uh, I had basically given Taysom my word in the offseason that, hey, this is long before Jameis even arrived, that he would have that opportunity as the two coming back here. Um, that being said, he's being evaluated each week. Um, man, I've been I've been proud of how that room has handled it, uh, Jameis particularly, because he's, he's, he's a competitor and he wants that opportunity. And and, and listen, I, I feel like, I said it a week ago, I feel like our next quarterback's in the building. 
And one of the attractions for Jameis, and I understand it, was there aren't many places in free agency where you can go to a team and have a pretty good bet that that quarterback like Drew is going to be playing in his last year. You know, that doesn't exist. You go to a team and then you know, hey, you're going to look for that opportunity to sometime be a starter. He He's going to have that opportunity uh, the minute Drew leaves, and both he and Taysom know that. So as you can see right here, the thought pattern for all those people that thought that for some apparent reason that Taysom Hill was just outplaying Jameis Winston, I think we can go ahead and put that to bed right there. The reason why Taysom Hill is the starting quarterback of the New Orleans Saints is because of a promise that Sean Payton made to Taysom Hill in the offseason that if something was to happen, he would give him a fair, he would give him a fair shot to be a starting quarterback. So for all the people that have been talking about Jameis Winston and him not being able to see the field or him not being able to go out there and handle up on his business, this pretty much puts it to bed. And also, to me, this clarifies what we all have been hearing and all been speculating that this is Drew Brees last year. He pretty much said it. He pretty much said it. He said there's not an opportunity that a guy would come from one team and all he had to do is sit on the sidelines because there's a strong possibility that the guy is going to retire next season. This, this goes to show you right here, folks. I mean, he pretty much clarifying a lot of things here. Taysom Hill just wasn't playing that much better than Jameis Winston. It was just a promise. And most likely nine times out of ten, this is going to be Drew Brees' last year. And he also, he also talked a little bit more about Jameis Winston and is Jameis Winston a starter in his lead? This was the next question from Jim Trotter. So, so to follow it up, Sean, um, to say that Jameis is, is developing in a, in a certain way. Look, you, you know how to evaluate quarterbacks. Yes. So is he a viable starter? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because here's the thing. There's no way I would say, like, I, I believe Taysom is ascending, getting better at, at this position. And I believe there's a certain skill set. They're different players. I want y'all to pay attention to what he said, all right? He said that Taysom is ascending. Now, watch what he says about Jameis. He says Taysom is ascending, but watch what he says about Jameis Winston. But I believe our, our future quarterback sits here, and, and Jameis definitely is a starter. Notice what he said. He said Taysom is ascending, and he said Jameis is a starter. I know, let me, I'm going to bring that back. Listen, ascending, getting better at this position. And I believe the skill set, they're different players, but I believe our, our future quarterback sits here and and Jameis definitely is a starter. He's uh he's he's performed exceptionally well, considering the amount of time we've had or haven't had since we've signed him. Folks, I mean, look, I think we can all put this stuff to rest here. You heard what he said about Taysom Hill. You heard what he said about some of uh, what Taysom Hill was doing in, in the game. You hear what he said about uh, his decision behind making Taysom a starter. I, I'm just, I'm just, look, my job here on the State of Saints podcast is to bring it to you all, okay? And we can speculate till we blew in the face. We can talk about what ifs and and the reason why he did this and the reason why he did this, this came out of the horse's mouth. This came from Sean Payton, okay? It's time to put it to bed, all right? And 
I don't know if I I don't know if I um played the part about him actually talking about Taysom and how he played in the game, but if I didn't, I think this is it right here. Quicker. I still think he hasn't looked at just by the way we approach the game. Um so his pocket passing, I think, is is improved and, and it's and it's good to see his his velocity, some of his decisions. I think it still needs to happen quicker. I still think he has to process it quicker. And because of that, you're seeing a little bit more in the sack and hurried quarterback totals, even though he can run. And you see this with some quarterbacks that can move. They tend to hang in the pocket a little longer for a play. And so processing the play and getting the ball out of something that, and that's not unusual, but that's something that, that needs to improve. Look, I think he's got the leadership makeup, all those qualities. It's, it's the, it's the reps, it's the, it's the snaps. And, and so, you know, the challenge is, can they, can they match where we're getting ready to be in this season? And that's, that's the, the $6 million question. Now, this is the reason why we're having a show who that nation. This is the reason why I call the emergency podcast right here, because I want y'all to pay attention. I'm going to play it again. Listen to the last thing that Sean Payton said in his statement. It's, it's the it's the reps it's the it's the snaps and and so you know the challenge is can they can they match where we're getting ready to be in this season and that's that's the the six million dollar question can he match what they're trying to do in the season thus the game that we are approaching this sunday versus the kansas city chiefs and that's the reason why we're having this State of the Saints podcast. And that is why the topic of today's show is, has the clock struck midnight on Taysom Hill? That's that's the reason why we're having this show right now. Because <clears throat> he just said it. Can you go out there and have Taysom Hill as your quarterback going up against Patrick Mahomes on Sunday? And he just said, it's the $6 million question. The $6 million question. That is how much Taysom Hill is getting paid this season. Okay, so for all those people out there that just think that <laughs> that Taysom Hill is just a short thing and thinking that Sean Payton isn't looking at this guy and evaluating what he's doing, I, I, I would say that you're being a tad bit naive. I would be highly surprised, folks, listening to this Listening to this interview, I would be highly surprised if Taysom Hill is the starting quarterback this Sunday. And if he is the starting quarterback, I would be highly surprised if he is not on a short leash. If he doesn't go out there and perform, if he doesn't go out there and perform and he doesn't get that, that the ball down the field, if he doesn't uh, you know, sustain some drives, because if you notice what he said, a lot of the things we've been talking about, him holding on to the ball too long, him, you know what I'm saying, not making the right reads, him going in the wrong direction. That kind of stuff versus the Kansas City Chiefs will hurt you. And maybe it's just me, but it seems like to me that he is a little bit more enthusiastic about Jameis's future more than he is about Taysom. I mean, I'm sorry, folks. I mean, that maybe y'all hearing something different from me, but that's what I heard in this interview. Taysom Hill is a good quarterback, okay? Good. 
Not great, and I doubt if he will ever, ever be elite. Taysom Hill does a lot of great things for this team. He is a guy that is a spark for this team. You can line him up in different situations. He's a mismatch nightmare because you don't know how to scheme for him. But down in, down out, game in, game out, can you trust Taysom Hill to get the job done in a 16-game season? I'm sorry to say it, but it don't look like he is. And I'm telling you right now, I've seen a body language on the sidelines. I've seen what those guys were thinking. I've seen some of the plays. And this pretty much sums it up also about maybe he is calling the wrong plays and he's not like he was talking about how Taysom Hill, I'm talking Sean Payton, was actually rolling to the wrong side of the field. He was rolling to the wrong side of the field on certain plays, not communicating effectively. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know what to tell you, man. And when, when guys feel like you're messing up and you're, you're making the wrong reads and you're going in the wrong direction and you're making things hard for people and you're making it hard for the offensive line and you have them out here looking like slow, it's going to make guys raise their eyebrows. And, and, and Sean Payton also has to be very, very careful, man, because you have players who probably feel like Jameis Winston puts them in a better position to succeed, which they probably thought before Taysom even became the quarterback. Because uh, you, you remember the reports. You remember the reports. They said that it was a divided locker room when it came to Jameis and Taysom starting. A lot of people thought that Ta uh, that Jameis should have started. A lot of people was okay with Taysom starting. So when Taysom goes out here and he makes these mistakes at the quarterback position, mistakes that you normally don't see quarterbacks make, a la Drew Brees, and these guys are wide open and they're not getting the ball, and these guys have to fight. And Taysom Hill is putting these guys in positions to keep these guys exposed. And by exposed, I mean if these guys are open and he's not throwing the ball where it needs to be and these guys have to reach back and, you know what I'm saying, it's causing them possible injury and not throwing these guys the ball in front of them where a guy can actually run his stride, where a guy can actually, you know, don't have to worry about trying to catch the ball over the defender. He can just lob it, you know what I'm saying, right over the defender. Guys pay attention to that stuff. They pay attention to it. I didn't have if you notice if you go back to if you go back to Sunday right after the game, my thought pattern and what I'm saying right now is completely different. I will look like the biggest hypocrite in the world. But the reason why I'm not apologetic about this is because I just heard it from the horse's mouth. I just heard it from the horse's mouth. I just heard it from it, man. It, it, I mean, it, it don't get no easier, no simpler than that. Anybody else that's right here debating and going back and forth about, about Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston after what you just heard Sean Payton say, then <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, man. Sean Payton is the head coach of the New Orleans Saints. He's the head coach of the New Orleans Saints, folks. I mean, you heard it right here. We, he confirmed a lot of things. So for all those people that just thought that Taysom was just outplaying Jameis, which a lot of us did, that is not true. For a lot of us that feel like maybe uh, Drew Brees got about two or three more years left, that looks like that's not true. So I'm just here to give y'all what, what I heard, man, and I just thought it was interesting. Now, man, shouts out to Steve Weiss, man, and, and check out the entire interview. It's about 47 minutes long. It's on a Huddle and Flow, uh, Flow podcast 
uh, that's available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio, man. Y'all check them out, man. Shouts out to Steve Weiss, man. Classy guy. Uh, good guy, man. And, um, you know, I, I enjoy listening to him, man. But I'm going to go ahead and read some of your comments. Uh, Tori, uh, Coach uh, Coach Toe Davis says, morning, bro. Good stuff, man. I, I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. Uh, Calix says, where do I get the merchandise from? Uh, oh, um, you can get it from teesprings.com. Search the State of the Saints podcast. All right. Uh, and also, man, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be doing some uh, hol- holiday giveaways uh, really soon, man. I'm gonna be doing some holiday giveaways probably this weekend. Uh, you know, I'm gonna be giving away a few things, and uh, y'all just be on the lookout, man. Uh, I'm gonna be giving away some things for the holiday season, some uh, State of the Saints podcast uh, gear, man. So y'all y'all uh, make sure that y'all tune in and. And find out how you can get your hands on some. Probably do a raffle or something like that, or you know, what I'm saying maybe a- ask a question. But you know, I'm definitely gonna do something like that. Uh, brother man says, "Oh, uh, will we see James? I mean, Winston soon, bro. It's, it's looking like it. I mean, I won't say it's looking like it. It's looking like it. It sounded like it. I'm telling you, man. Like the enthusiasm of Sean Payton when he was talking about James, and when what he was talking about with Taysom." Look, Sean Payton is very choosy with his words. He says Taysom is a sentence. He said, but Jameis is a starter. I mean, come on, man. Come on. It sounds like to me like he 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 likes Taysom, but he's not sure if Taysom is a starter yet. That, that's what it sounds like to me. Uh, State of the Saints podcast, TJ, I am glad you're doing this video. Hey, man, look, I'm here to clear clear the air. That's that's I mean, <laughs> I was I was shocked. Like, I'm serious, man. Do yourself a favor and listen to this interview. I have never. I don't know what's going on with Sean Payton this week, man. I've never seen Sean Payton so candid in interviews. I mean, he was just so straightforward about the team and their performance. He was so straightforward. Like, you can can really understand why guys like playing for Sean Payton after this interview. You you have a newfound respect for him. Like, he – like it was so chill, laid back. It was a side of Sean Payton that you rarely ever see. And man, it, it's it's good. It's good stuff, man. Good stuff. Uh, Lavelle says, uh, Jerry, we have to lose the rest of our games for the Bucks to win the division. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I think you're absolutely right about this. Uh, well, I mean, my opinion is we should start Winston on Sunday and keep it a secret till kickoff. A lot of people, I'm telling you. Man, I, I seen the body language on the sidelines. I mean, just look no further than some of the guys that are unconventionally upset. Guys that are normally patient. Guys that feel like all the time they still in the game. I've never seen Alvin Kamara soaking on the sideline like that. Stuff like that, man, tell me that you feel like y'all. You, you feel like y'all ain't got a chance. That that's alarming. Overtime says yes, a short leash. Uh, it should have been a one against Philly too. Yeah, well, I, look, some of that interview, like I don't want to steal the thunder, but a lot of it he explained how he's evaluating Taysom. I'm not going to tell you how because I don't want to steal the thunder of the podcast. You know, I, I don't want to, you know, I want people to go and check it out and, and see what he said. But he he did say why he evaluate how he how he's evaluating Taysom Hill. All I know is this Sunday we need to eat them dubs. Rather, it's Taysom or Winston. Uh, 12 and 4, uh, we're going. Well, I hope so. 
Taysom Hill is an athlete. Yeah, he's definitely an athlete. And he's a good football player. You know, but like I said, it, it remains to be seen. Down in, down out, game in, game out. Is he that guy? Is he that dude? And, you know, for those that are criticizing Jameis Winston, I, I get it, man. 30, 30 interceptions, I think he had maybe, what, 30, 32 or 34 turnovers overall his last season uh, in uh, Tampa Bay. But you have to understand, Tampa Bay had really no running game. You can see that with Bruce Arians right now. And, and, and trust me, I, there's a point to me saying this. He didn't have a running game, which for some apparent reason, they got three running backs on that team right now that can tote the mail and they don't run the football. Offensive line issues. It was even worse last season than it is right now. And then you have to count that Bruce Arians like to throw the football all over the place. So it is going to, your quarterback is probably going to have a high interception rate. And who has a high interception rate this season? I mean, isn't it Tom Brady? So a lot of those things you can look at and say maybe it was what what they was asking Jameis to do and not putting them in a position to succeed. See, that's the difference between Sean Payton and Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians is so stubborn that he would not get out of his own way. He feel like his system works, right? He feel like his system works so bad that he will force it to work. He will force it to work. Rather, it is it, it, successful to the quarterback or is beneficial to the quarterback or not. But with Sean Payton, Sean Payton plays to the strength of his players. And it's something that always bothered us over the years, right? We we looked at people like Robert Meacham and Devery Henderson, right? You never really seen Sean Payton asking Devery Henderson to do a quick slant or an out route. It was always playing to the strength of the speed, the 4-2 to 4-3 speed of Devery Henderson, taking the top off the defense on streak routes and deep posts down the field. Same thing with Robert Meacham. When you've seen guys that can run good routes, that were good route runners, solid guys that can run inside the slide, it was quick slants, it was quick outs. That's when you had with the Willis Sneeds and the Lance Moores, right? You know, you can even talk about with the street routes when it comes to uh, Joseph Morgan. <clears throat> Sean Payton always puts those players in positions to succeed. He always plays to the strengths of his players, the same way with his quarterbacks. He talked about, you know, in that game in, in Seattle with, with Teddy Bridgewater, and he talked about how, he had to settle down as a coach and try to focus on the things that Teddy Bridgewater did well. That was the reason why the Saints went 5-0 and with Teddy Bridgewater, in my opinion, because the Saints did not ask him to do something that was outside of his realm. They played to his strengths. If Jameis Winston, if, if you look at Jameis Winston's stats, all right, Jameis Winston, we would throw him, like, I think at most he probably threw, like, 16 interceptions in the season. I mean, that's pretty, that's, that's pretty normal for a young quarterback. That's pretty normal. So that, that tells you right there, man, like nine times out of 10, he has situations. I mean, he has a he has intangibles and skills that you can actually, you know, kind of polish and he can become a better quarterback in the right system. In the right system, folks. I mean, quarterbacks playing in the right system is beneficial to the to the organization as well as the quarterback. And I feel like with Jameis, man, I, I just feel like, some of the things that we see seen him doing Tampa, Tom is doing. And I think we all can agree that Tom Brady is a much greater quarterback than Jameis Winston is. So I'm not giving, I'm not letting Jameis off the hook. And I'm not saying that Jameis is the answer or the future. I kind of disagree in that regards to Sean Payton, but I feel like you can fix Jameis and I think he can be serviceable. 
Now, can he go to that next level? It all depends on what's between the ears. So that's the way I feel about it. Uh, we never should have let uh, go Teddy, Teddy, Teddy. Well, Teddy played good and he played himself out of New Orleans, which I, I knew that was going to happen when I was as soon as I seen him win them games. I'm like, yep, he gone. Uh, like Sean said, Taysom can do it. Uh, he just he don't process fast enough. I think for KC, uh, they should play a two quarterback set, uh, given uh, Kansas City the confusion. Play both because if you play Winston and only Winston, KC is probably watching film already. KC is too important, so the more confusion, the better. Well, in the process, man, you don't want to take a quarterback out of their rhythm, okay? So whoever the starting quarterback is, that's who needs to be the starting quarterback. And if you want to kind of throw some, you know, throw some little wrinkles in with another quarterback, then fine. But they should not be taking the same amount of snaps. Like if they throw the ball 30 times in this game, for example, it should be 15-15. Whoever the quarterback is, that's the person that should be taking the majority of the snaps. And if you want to take, you know, have like a little secret weapon or a trick play or something like that to confuse Kansas City, then by all means do it. But two quarterback sets never work. Okay, there's an old saying. They say if you got two quarterbacks, <laughs> you ain't got one quarterback. I seen the uh, the game pass on Hill's uh, drive, and he can't make quick decisions. Doesn't know when the pocket is open to run, and he can't throw on the run. You know, that's that's, a, that's that's some things that you have to pay attention to, and it's late in the season, and a lot of things are at stake right now, folks. I mean, even though the Saints got the playoff spot, they haven't sealed up the division. And these last couple of games can, are very, very tough, man. Kansas City is no easy out. Minnesota is no easy out because they're fighting for their playoff life. And, and, and you know, Carolina don't want to be, uh, you know, be that team that that, that the Saints uh, complete the gauntlet on. So, you know, they're going to get their best shot. So the New Orleans Saints better buckle down. And, look, you can't be playing around with Taysom if, he, if he's not giving you what you need. You can't, you know, like if everybody feel like <coughs> – excuse me <clears> – <throat> If everybody feel like Taysom Hill has a chance to be the future, then let him come back in the offseason. Let him fix some of these issues that he that he has plaguing him and and let the best man win in training camp. It's as simple as that. But you don't have time to figure things out right now. You you don't. Too much is at stake right now. It, it's about positioning. It's about winning the division. It's about making sure you have the highest seed possible. And if Taysom is not doing some of the things that need to be done, then you got to go in another direction, man. Uh, I believe that Winston is better than Taysom, but predicting someone's individual stats is dumb. Is dumb. Uh, yeah, I mean, talk about what the stat line is going to be. I'm not sh I'm sure about that. Let me see. Mr. Trotter says uh, we are going to be the number three seed. Well, you know, if if we are, that's not too that's not too bad, you know, not too bad. No, but I, I think we're gonna end up being the two seed. Oh, what's up, TJ? What's going on, Jermaine? Ramsey says up. Cross says Taysom isn't the future. Can't read defenses and no pocket presence. Some fans can't accept that. Yeah, I mean, if we looking at it right now, he looking like a very serviceable quarterback. Okay, he looked like a guy that could come in. Uh, if somebody goes down, he can come in and be very, very serviceable. He can come out there and he can win you some games. But game in, game out, down in, down out, can he get it done? 
I'm not sure about that. Uh, I agree, TJ. You're absolutely right. Uh, great one says, uh, do you need to start running the read option? I do not understand why he's taking 50% of his game away. Well, this is the thing. Like I said, you have to look at what he's talking about, great one. Are you asking him to do something that he cannot do, right? I mean, he's out there making mistakes. He's calling the wrong plays. He's he's lining guys up in the wrong formation. He instead of rolling to the right, he's rolling to the left. He he's he's running away from <laughs> where the play is actually designed from. So if guys are actually running to the left, he's scrambling to the right. So all everybody just rolling over here to this field. He rolling over here. So what you think gonna happen? He roll. <laughs> He got you, you know, the cardinal sin is you don't supposed to throw it the ball across the field, right? You don't supposed to throw it across the grain. It is it, most likely gonna get intercepted, you know. So I mean, you gotta look at what's between the ears, man. And what and is this guy processing the plays? Like sometimes it just can't be about, you know, I don't know, 46 blast banana or something like that on two. You know, it, it gotta be way before that. If you don't know what 46 blast banana is, you know, then you know, and everybody else on the field know what 46 blast banana is. It's confusing. And like I said, man, it's not to say that he can't be serviceable. I'm just saying right now, I mean, you got to look at it, man. He is he is he doing more harm than good? Now, let, 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 let that be the question of the day here on the State of Saints podcast. I mean, is he doing more harm than good? Yes or no? And you and and the who that nation's honest opinion is he doing more harm than good? That that's my question for everybody here. The fifth seed is the best seed in the NFL because you play the NFC least. Well, anybody can beat anybody. That's pretty. That's pretty obvious. The Saints just lost to the NFC least team, right? In the Philadelphia Eagles. So, uh, what about Trey on the the outside containment on crucial downs? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Charles. I mean, that 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 was you know, that that was something that was uh troubling too. You know, but Trey Henderson has never really been a good uh, you know what I'm saying, a good guy in run support. He hasn't. He's always been a guy that's been good at pressuring the quarterback. I mean, uh Cam Jordan even talked about that. He talked about how Trey Hendrickson doesn't really like um, you know, run stopping. You know, he, he mostly want to focus on trying to rush the, rush the quarterback. That's the reason why you see uh, Davenport in the game, mostly on first and second downs, because he's better at run support than Trey Hendrickson is. But, you know, uh, Marcus Davenport dealing with that concussion, I'm pretty sure he was on a snap count. I saw, uh, I say at least let him finish the regular season. We can't jump ship after every low. Sometimes teams just get outplayed. We still need to see how he responds after a loss, we know he needs to improve. All I'm saying is, uh, Chosen, um, Sean Payton is not happy, man. Sean Payton is not happy with what he's seeing from Taysom Hill. And we can want anything we want to, we blow in the face, but we have to understand, man, they're in the locker room. This is the guy that's evaluating the tape. All of us are spectators. Even You know what I'm saying? Including me. I, I am a spectator. I don't want anybody to think that my word is gospel. I sit up here. I don't know what anybody else is thinking. Okay, I don't. I don't know how anybody else, uh, you know, covers themselves, looks at themselves. Maybe they look at themselves as God gifts the, the Saints football and analysis, but I don't. Okay, I am just a guy who is, you know, that loves the New Orleans Saints. I watch the team from week to week. 
I follow the news stories and I give my opinion. Okay. But there's no greater opinion. There's no word more gospel than a head coach of the New Orleans Saints and Sean Payton. Anybody that's going against what Sean Payton is talking about saying he don't know what he's talking about. Uh, I would say check your ego at the door because that man forgot about more football than we know. Now we can be upset at his play calling. We can say all these different things about him, which is warranted. But at the end of the day, when they talk about evaluating tape, when we talking about evaluating quarterbacks, when we talking about evaluating offenses in general, I'm trusting Sean Payton. Okay. If I have a certain opinion and Sean Payton comes out and that opinion is completely different from mine, I'm rolling with Sean Payton because Sean Payton seeing Taysom Hill rolling up to the facility at four in the morning while we still got the crust in our eyes, while we still sleep, while we still snoring, while we still got drool on the pillow. He's the one that's watching tape while we sitting around here watching our favorite reality show. He's the one that's putting together game plans while we sitting somewhere uh, cooking our dinner. So all of this stuff that we talking about is good. It's good banter. I mean, it's good dialogue. But when 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 it comes down to it, when he starts talking and I'm talking candid as this, because I think we all can give him all. We all can kind of just take this of we can all take this to the bank because we all know that Sean Payton is pretty much closed mouth about a lot of situations. And until it like really bothers him, he going to come out there and say it. I mean, we seen it with Jamal Brown, right? The famous, I've seen enough speech, right? I mean, him calling out Andrews Pete, right? Him calling out Andrews Pete, talk about how Andrews Pete was playing in the game. Because I said so? Because I said so? So what? I said I spell it. S-O-F capital T. Soft. I mean, he called out Andrews Pete. I mean, he said Pete got to play better. So when him when he comes out and says this type of stuff, folks, I take it for what it is. I take it for what it is, folks. It, it goes out the window. It goes out the window. It's, it's like somebody telling me about New Orleans. Like you can't, if you're from New Orleans, then I'm going to listen to you. But if you from Seattle, Washington, and you telling me about what's going down in New Orleans, I ain't trying to hear it. You can't tell me about my hometown. If you just like if you're from Seattle, Washington, I can't tell you about Seattle. Sean Payton knows what's going down. Everybody's talking about man, Taysom can do this, Taysom can do that. If Sean Payton says that Taysom needs to improve on this, that, and the third, rather we talking about well, the receiver wasn't open. Well, we don't know, man. We do not know. We don't know what the play came down to. We don't know what the block was. We don't know who who missed the assignment. We don't know who ran the wrong route. We do not know. When Sean Payton comes out there and says that he's holding on to the ball too long, he's playing himself into a sack. He's making an offensive line work. When he comes out there and say that, folks, what, what more can you say? What more can you say? All right? That, that's all I'm saying. Brian Franklin Sr., uh, you've been uh, of thought uh, we was 3-10. and 10. <laughs> Yeah, we, you would think that we 3-10 and 10 when some people, you know, make some of these assessments, man. Look, I've, I've come to the conclusion, man. And if you look, every team has that bad loss. San Francisco had a bad loss late in the season. Green Bay had a bad loss late in the season. Saints had a loss uh, late in the season. You know, like it happens. Uh, 
you know, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers was, you know what I'm saying, was undefeated. They didn't lost two straight. So I understand how everybody feels, okay? Like we, we are prisoners of the moment here in the Huda Nation. And also, you know, we, we, we're afraid. Yes, I said it. We are afraid. We're afraid because we don't, we're looking at history and we look at and we think in the back of our mind is history repeating itself. See, that's what it all comes down to. See, I mean, if you if you want fake phony stuff, man, this ain't the show to be. This ain't the show to be at, folks. I keep it 100. The reason we feel the way that we do is because of all of the disappointments that we didn't have for the last three to four years. That's the reason why we feel the way we do. So when we lose, it feels so devastating because we think about, man, what if this happens in the playoffs? Man, what happens if we do all this good work and if absolutely nothing? Man, we didn't talk so much stuff to that other team. And what if they get put out, man? I ain't trying to hit it. We're starting to think about ourselves. We're starting to think about all of that, that, that talk that we were talking. We talk about all that greasy talk. We think about all the things that happened in the past. We think about all the games that the Saints lost that we feel like they should have won. And it, it combines with this loss right here. Just like how we evaluate Taysom and Jameis. We say that we're evaluating Taysom and Jameis, but we're not. We're evaluating Drew Brees. That's right. We're evaluating Drew Brees. Just like that old saying, like we used to wear those little rubber bands that say WWJD, what would Jesus do? What would Drew do? That, that's, that's what we were doing. You know what I'm saying? WWDD, what would Drew do? That's, that's, what, that's how we're evaluating these guys. So even though we're saying, man, you know, we had a different quarterback. No, they're not. We have seen quarterback play on the highest scale for the last 15 years. And we look at Taysom Hill. And it comes down to it. Is he drew on Drew Brees' level? And the answer is no. So therefore, we feel like he's not good enough. Then we look at Jameis. And we say, well, he not that good. But who are we comparing him to? Are we comparing him to the other quarterbacks in the league? Are we comparing him to just, you know, coaching? Or are we just comparing him to the fact that we've seen great quarterback play for 15 years? We have to put things into perspective. And we all know this, man. We have to undress ourselves sometime and, and, and really think about why do we feel the way that we do? What, what's causing us to feel this way? You ever had a bad day at work, right? You ever had a bad day before you even step into work? You ever thought about maybe the reason why you're having a bad day at work is because probably something that happened at home. Maybe you had an argument with your kid. Maybe you had an argument with your significant other and you took that pressure and you brought it to work. You ever thought about maybe some of the things subconsciously in the back of your mind is causing you to have this type of paranoia and this overreaction because we've seen this stuff before? But we have to be optimistic, who that nation. We got to be optimistic. We have to be optimistic about this football team. And we can't just look at one little slip up and just think that it's going to apply every single week. We have to trust our team. We got to believe in this team. And honestly, I would rather it happen and you get slapped in the face right now than get slapped in the face in the playoffs because, folks, there is no tomorrow in the playoffs. Tomorrow, we know that the Saints are preparing to play the Kansas City Chiefs. If you do this in the playoffs, there is no tomorrow. It's all speculation. It's all about ifs. What ifs? We don't want to have those what ifs. But we need to live in the now, folks. And, and the season is not over. The Saints are 10-3. and three. They're not three and 10. They're not four and 12. They're not six and 10. 
You're not eliminated from playoff contention like the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> they are a 10 and 3 really good football team that is still one of the best in the league. So let's get our priorities in order and let's really focus on why we feel the way that we do. Kim Michelle, she's saying to keep it going, giving a shout out to Kim Michelle. Uh, James says it's just to show how bad uh, we, whether we miss in the time of need. Uh, everybody drop a like on the video. I appreciate that. Please do. I would appreciate that like. I just need to keep my feet on the ground. Uh, Russell McGee, <laughs> uh, not only optimistic, but we got to be real. Don't panic. Just trust the process. Yeah, I mean, look, we, look. If if we can't agree on anything in the Who That Nation, we have to agree that the process worked and the development of players in the Saints organization has been pretty good. Has been pretty good all across the board, and they have done a really good job bringing guys in that are, are good contributors to this team. Some of the things that we were lacking in. The Saints do a good job replacing that with something better or something that is on the cusp of being better. We look inside the A-gap and we see, you know, Eric McCoy and Cesar Ruiz, right? But I feel like the future is bright for those two guys, especially once next year they switch spots. It's clear that Cesar Ruiz uh, is a center. I mean, he's a natural center. And that's one of the reasons why we've seen Nick Easton more than Cesar. And I feel like once they switch their positions, it's going to be much better. I think it's going to be a great transition. I trust the process. How can we sit up here and say, you know, all these things about the New Orleans Saints, what's going on here, there, and the third, but we're still, in some cases, talking about a quarterback that we let out of the door because we felt like he had so much promise. We wouldn't even think he had that promise if we didn't see him in the Saints uniform and he did develop under a Sean Payton system. I mean, y'all see what A.J. Klein doing out there in Buffalo. We had to let him go. But look what we got in return. We got uh, uh, arguably uh, the future defensive player of the year, Walter Payton, man of the year, and Mario Davis at a high level. And now we got Quine Alexander. Now, as much as I like A.J. Klein, and I'm glad that he's doing really good things out there in Buffalo, I would not trade A.J. Klein for Quine Alexander. So I trust the process. I do. Uh, Taysom will be better, y'all. We got to be patient. Well, Reggie, we don't have time to be patient right now. You know, you you don't have time to wonder if this guy is going to make the right read. You don't have the time right now for a guy holding on to the football. You don't have time to wait for this guy to figure it out with the fumbling issues. This stuff right here will get you beat. These are tough games that are ahead, okay? I mean, everything is amplified right now, Right? You got to be playing your best football. And if we're talking about fumble issues late in a season like this, you got to make the tough decision. Now, I don't know what's going on in Sean Payton's mind. I don't know if he's saying, well, let's go ahead and give Taysom a try. Let me look at myself. Let me see what I can do and try to make him succeed. Let me see if I can get him fully prepared to go up against the Kansas City Chiefs. Or he wants to see maybe Jameis go out there and see what he has. We do not know. But I know this. You keep on doing stuff like this, like turning over the football, staring down your receivers and not making the right reads against good teams, teams that are desperate, teams that are letting it all hang out because they're fighting for their playoff lives or they're fighting for respect of their division. Trust and believe, man, there will be there will be no tomorrow. 
There will be no tomorrow in that regard. There will be no tomorrow because you will find yourself slipping down the ranks. And that is something that we do not want, who that nation. We don't have time. Like maybe if this was earlier in the season, week one, week two, where maybe you can get a little bit better and see where he goes from there, but we don't have time. We're in the fourth quarter of the season, man. It's, it's crunch time right now. Teams are trying to find out and figure out what they are. And guys are buying into the system right now, and they're settling down and trying to be poised and, 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 and trending in the right direction. You know, you can't be trending in the right direction turning the ball over. Teams cannot be sitting around here accounting for you fumbling the football. Because as of right now, folks, it's almost like the sky is blue, the grass is green, and Taysom going to fumble. And that shouldn't be a sure thing. I mean, I know we got a lot of football fans in here. A lot of people may know more football than others, but I think we all can agree that a guy shouldn't be fumbling a football, right? The ball shouldn't hit the ground if you got the ball in your hand. So it shouldn't be that. It shouldn't be debt taxes and Taysom fumbling. It shouldn't be that way. Uh, Taysom is uh, too predictable. We need to switch it up and put Jameis in. Well, we'll see, Jonathan. We'll see. But but I'm telling you, man, I hear a lot of enthusiasm towards Jameis and, and Sean Payton voice in that interview. Uh, Anthony says, watch we come back this weekend and beat Kansas City. It will not surprise me at all. And I said that on RP3 and company on 103.7 yesterday. I said it would not surprise me if the Saints go out here and beat Kansas City because the Saints win games like this. So they play extremely hard against teams that a lot of people feel like, you know, that was going to beat them. You know, you think about the Steelers, that Steelers game, right? They played the Steelers tough. I mean, it came down to the wire. The 49ers game came down to the wire. That Rams game came down to the wire. When the Saints go up against elite competition, they rise to the occasion. Last thing y'all want to do is go to Green Bay for the playoffs in January. Ian, nobody's afraid of Green Bay at all. Look, I'm sick and tired of people talking about all this cold weather stuff. That is the absolute most asinine uh, assessment that a, a media person can make. The only reason why they're making that assessment, I'm going to just give y'all a little secret. The only reason why they're making that assessment is to create storylines. That's right. Surprise. They're making storylines because in a, in a grand scheme of things, it makes absolutely no sense. It's almost equivalent to say that if a human being land goes from outer space to earth, you know what I'm saying? He, he won't be able to breathe. That's, that's the stupidest thing in the world. You know what I'm saying? Like if you live on earth, you will be able to breathe. That makes absolutely no sense that a team going to Wisconsin in the cold, it's because they play in a dome eight games out of the year, means that they're going to fail. These guys come from all walks of life all across the country. You, you're telling me that Marshawn Lattimore doesn't know how to play in cold weather? You're telling me that Janora Jenkins, who played for the Giants, don't know how to play in cold weather? Are you telling me that Drew Brees, who went to Purdue University in Indiana, don't know how to play in cold weather? Are you telling me that Ryan Ramchek, who went to Wisconsin, don't know how to play in cold weather? Are you telling me that Latavius Murray can't run the football when he played for the Minnesota Vikings? Are you telling me that Michael Thomas, who played at Ohio State and Ohio and Columbus, can't play in cold weather? Are you telling me Emmanuel Sanders, who came from the Denver Broncos and the Pittsburgh Steelers, two places where it snows, don't know how to play in cold weather? Please, people stop saying that because in the grand scheme of things, you look absolutely ridiculous saying that. That is just straight up media press clippings right there to try to keep a storyline going. How would a dome team do in cold weather? Knock it off. That makes absolutely no sense. That makes absolutely no sense. Please stop saying that. 
that's up there that's up there to me like people saying no risk and no biscuit right now like please please eliminate that that statement from your vocabulary please please remove that phrase from your from your mind don't ever say that again ever that 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 sounds absolutely crazy that sounds absolutely crazy I hope Drew doesn't come back until uh, he's 100 or very close to it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, Lavelle. I, I, I mean, I don't want to see him. I don't want to see Drew. Maybe y'all want to see him, but I don't, okay? Don't want to see it. Uh, I'm keeping it PG or PG-13 and not rated R. This is another side of me. Jerry, uh, yeah, man, keep it as PG as you can, man. It's a morning show, and I'm pretty sure my nephews, nieces, and we got some little, we got some young kids, man, who uh, watch this show uh religiously man you know so i want to respect them especially man i know sometimes at nighttime you know we can kind of let it all hang out a little bit you know drop a you know saying a few expletives i try to avoid that but i mean it happens but you know try to keep it as pg as we can man especially for the for the morning crowd uh sanchez says uh why is this man uh going off like this on a tuesday uh sanchez look i'm fired up i listened to that interview man i was fired up i'm like oh snap i told you you know what I'm saying? I told you, look, I just worked an overnight shift. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, I came, I came, I mean, I dropped my son off at daycare. I was listening to this interview. I said, oh, snap, I got to have a podcast. I got to have a podcast to talk about this Sean Payton uh, interview, man. I, I had to talk about it. I had to talk about what I heard him talk about with Jameis and taste. I had to. And, you know, I, I got to, and I got to interview this afternoon with, with John DeShazer. So I'm probably going to be I'm probably gonna get about three hours of sleep after that. So, you know, what I'm saying I'm still gonna be fired up. I'm, like, I'm, I'm, I'm full speed ahead, folks. I'm full speed ahead. Uh, KC is slipping, which is good news for the Saints. Um, look, I don't know if they're slipping or not. All I know is the Saints better put their best foot forward because this is a really good football team. This is a really solid team, and and the uh, and the head coach that they have on the other side, and the offensive coordinator they have on the side, isn't a slouch. And um, the offensive coordinator on the other side, most likely we're going to be seeing him twice a year because his name is uh, one of the front runners for that uh, Atlanta Falcon job. Man, have you been listening to my conversations? I told a guy yesterday to shut up after he said that. Not necessarily, you know what I'm saying? But I guess they say great minds think alike. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, but that just, that just, that is, (laughs) that is, that is just, that, that's just a dumb statement, man, when you think about it. Now, I'm not calling a person that made that statement dumb. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm sorry if I, for, I forgot your name, bro. I'm not I'm not calling you dumb by no means. Am I calling you dumb? I'm just saying that the person that creates that narrative, the person that is putting that out there in the atmosphere, I, I just feel like they didn't think about that. That's almost up there with that guy who uh, made a tweet when um, – I'm not going to put that up. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to put the sign up because I don't want to disrespect Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity Incorporated. But uh, there was uh, Jalen Hurt was celebrating on the sidelines after the touchdown, and he threw up the Omega Sci-Fi hook, and he stuck his tongue out his mouth. And this guy was talking about he was doing his famous Gene Simmons impression. Like, are you serious, man? Like, do you think that a 22-year-old kid like Jalen Hurts know anything about Gene Simmons? You know, like that, that, that was the most, that, that, that's up there with that, in my opinion. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like he had absolutely no idea that that was him actually paying homage to his uh, respected fraternity. So yeah, we can be a little bit uh, misguided at times. And that's one of those statements that'll get us there. Uh, Reggie says, TJ, 
Are you concerned about the interior O-line? No, absolutely not, because this is what it is, Reggie. You know, if you look at some of the players on that line, I trust them a lot. Some guys are better run blockers than pass blockers. But when Drew Brees comes back, Drew Brees is not going to put these guys in positions to fail. Okay, Taysom is making these guys look like they don't know what the hell they're doing. And it's because he's holding on to the ball too long and he's running himself into a sack. Okay, if if the guys are thinking about blocking for a guy that's rolling to the right and you rolling to the left, I mean, come on, man, give me a break here. Like you're actually putting these guys out there and making these guys look like absolute slow. It's not like they forgot how to block. I mean, they blocking for Drew Brees week in, week out. You don't seem to have an issue with him. You know, so uh, TJ, I agree because that sounds so stupid. TJ, it's okay you missed my super chat. Uh, Go face grill. I apologize, man. I knew it was a five dollar super chat, man. I'm so sorry. I, I was I meant to go. I meant to go back to it, but thank you so much for the five dollars, man. I appreciate it. Um, I do want to acknowledge that, but uh, Go face grill without uh, without no any. You know what I'm saying giving me a donation, please uh, tell me what you said uh, in a super chat, okay? But I know you did give $5. I was supposed to go back to it, and I'm I'm so sorry for that, man. I'm so sorry. I, I don't want you to feel like I don't appreciate the donations. I appreciate everybody's donations to the State of the Saints. So if you can just uh, just tell me what you said in your super chat, um, I'll make sure that I read it. Uh, let me scroll back up. Optimus Grind says, Taysom is doing okay. He needs better protection. I disagree with that. Reads the D quicker and stop fumbling. Uh, I don't think he needs better protection. Optimus, uh, not after what I heard from Sean Payton, okay? Sounds like he running himself into a sack, holding on to the ball too long. Will get you sacked. Uh, I don't know if people understand this or not, but, I, you know, you're supposed to get, get rid of that ball, you know what I'm saying, two and a half seconds, three seconds tops. So if you're holding on to the football, not being – you're not trusting what you see, not believing in the throw, not – not uh throwing the ball with no swag, no drip, you know what I'm saying? No type of confidence, no no nothing. Of course you're going to get sacked, you know? Uh can we all be honest and say we really miss Drew Brees? Of course. I think we all miss Drew Brees. But I mean, this is a good learning tool, right? You know? It is it, no more speculation. It's no more speculation after this, right? We seen Taysom Hill play. We seen Jameis Winston play, right? We know Jameis Winston does some good things. We know Jameis Winston can go out there and throw for like 400 yards one game and four touchdowns, and then he'll turn around and throw for, you know, 200 yards and two interceptions, right? But, you know, it's all about can these situations be fixable? We wouldn't know these things about Taysom if Drew wouldn't have got hurt, right? You would have still been wondering, and you would have still had people going into the offseason when uh, Taysom hasn't, uh, you know, did anything because Drew Brees played all 16 games. I'm saying this hypothetically. We would still be like, man, put Taysom in, put Taysom in. But now we have, you know, we got a sample size. It's not a, a huge sample size, but it's a it's a Sam's Club sample size of what Taysom can do. You know, good little sample. Uh, never disrespect the Omegas. Uh, I didn't disrespect the Omegas. I mean, but they didn't invent sticking their tongue out. I, I won't throw up the hook. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that would be disrespectful. You know, I feel like that would be disrespectful. But sticking out your tongue, I mean, look, I think everybody do that, right? I mean, if if that's the case, man, get mad at Megan the Stallion. <laughs> Saints, man, uh, he's simply too careless with the ball. Defenders know to punch it out. I'm ready for the uh, Taysom saga to end. 
Uh, well, Christ, you know, a lot of people may echo your sentiments and you might see it sooner rather than later. Ramsey says, TJ, when Drew Brees comes back to be uh, playing with fire in his eyes. Well, you know, I feel that way, especially if this is last season. All good. You know, you my boy, TJ, man, Ghostface. I feel so. Man, I, I promise you, I seen the donation. I was like, man, we go back. And then I went into this this little spill. And and then, I, man, it, it just uh, removed itself from the from the screen. And I forgot to go back to it, man. But, you know, like I said, feel free to put your comment uh, down there so I can be able to see it, you know, so I can read it. I don't want you to feel like. And I don't want anybody to feel that way. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want anybody to feel like I don't appreciate uh, the donations because that is your hard-earned money, and um, I appreciate that. Uh, State of Black and Gold podcast says, people expect a rookie who plays center his entire career at Michigan to play lights out in his first year at the position. He's uh, he's rarely so. Fun fact, he only give up one sack, respect 51. Look, I like Cesar Ruiz a lot. And I feel like next year when he becomes the primary center, y'all going to see this man ball out. Uh, Ghostface has already read that. Josh Allen has more time in the pocket to deliver deep passes. Saints O-line breaks up a lot. Uh, it's hard to it's hard to stay intact there, Therese, when um, you're holding on to the ball too long. And even with Josh Allen, you know what I'm saying? Josh Allen ain't back there six, seven seconds. You're waiting for Stephon Diggs or – you know, uh, uh, or Cole Beasley to get open, you know, like he, he getting, he getting rid of that ball, you know, you know, within two and a half, three seconds. And that's what you need to do. And that's something that Taysom has not done. You know what I'm saying? Taysom out there, you know, holding the ball, you know, like he, you know, I don't know, man. He's just, he's just holding, holding the ball like a preacher, hold the Bible. You know what I'm saying? Just have it in the air. You know what I'm saying? Don't want to put it down. That's what he remind me of. Why not start Jameis? You know, that's a good question. And, you know, you have to ask yourself this question. Like, what is Sean Payton trying to see from Taysom that he can't see from Jameis, right? Because if he's asking Taysom to stay in the pocket, if he's asking Taysom not to be as mobile, if he's asking Taysom to run when absolutely necessary, I mean, basically you have Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston is not trying to run, but he can. He's not trying to scramble, but he can. So not only uh, do you get a better arm, not only do you get a guy who probably has better touch, but you probably got a guy who's going to make better decisions, even though, you know, his last starting job didn't prove that he would. But, you know, you still got a guy who has that type of experience. And I'm pretty sure he wouldn't be throwing a rocket ball on the screen pad. I'm pretty sure of that. I would hope he wouldn't. Not at this stage in his career as a starter. TJ, what interview did you see? That got you fired up this morning. Uh, like I said, it was the Huddle and Flow podcast, man, uh, with Steve Weiss and, and Jim Trotter. I feel like they need to uh, give me some sponsor money here because I didn't plug them at least three times. <laughs> and uh, I know Steve Weiss, Weiss is uh, stay the same podcast, so uh, I'm, I'm gonna need my uh, I'm gonna need my residuals, you know. What I'm <laughs> but nah, man, the Huddle and Flow podcast uh, is available on all uh, streaming. Uh, you know, podcast uh, streaming services, man. So check it out. Uh, it was an interview with Sean Payton. Uh, what up, TJ? I'm from NOLA to Night Ward, Lawless High School, man. Shouts out to you, Sam, man. Shouts out to the uh, across the canal, you know what I'm saying, the lower Night Ward. And shouts out to over there on Andrew Street. And um, I want to say rest in peace to my, 
my uncle Tommy Jones, you know, he, who uh, actually lived on Andrew Street, man. And you can actually step outside his front door and you can look to the right and you can see Lawless High School right down the street. So shouts out to you, man. Shouts out to Lawless High School. Shouts out to all those people that went to Lawless, you know. I'm a graduate of George Washington Culver High School, 3059 Higgins Boulevard. Yes, I still remember my high school address. That's right. Shouts out to everybody in the 70126, the 70117s out there. Y'all know what it is. Taysom was a practice squad and never started until recent. Yeah, Jarhead, that's a good point, man. Shouts out to Jarhead, man. I ain't seen, man, I haven't heard from Jarhead in a minute. And normally when I see Jarhead, he's always like in the comments, man. So shouts out to Jarhead. I'm gonna give him some, some love this morning. Uh Ramsey says, by the way, TJ, when you're ready to do the gaming podcast, let me know. Hit me up on Facebook. I'll send you my Facebook name and let's do it. Ramsey, that sounds like a plan to me. Uh Ramsey, once I get everything straight, man, in a couple weeks, as y'all know, man, I'm moving uh into my new home, getting that kind of stuff straight, man, trying to get all this stuff prepared. Once I get settled, man, I guarantee you, man, we can go ahead and start that. I'm definitely thinking about starting some other podcasts, especially as we get closer to the NFL season getting over. I got a lot of time, man. I know I'm going to bring the Unapologetic podcast back. That's my podcast where you probably find out more more things about me, you know what I'm saying, me talking about pop culture and some of the things that's going on, family stuff. You know, if you're into that type of stuff, you know, I encourage you to check out the Unapologetic podcast that's coming back soon. But I am interested in looking at some of those other podcasts. And also, man, you know, uh, might end up just starting like an online uh, online radio service again. That's just something I want to do, too, man, to give uh, podcasters a platform where they can actually build on their craft. And it's not so much about them actually building an audience, but also to help them build confidence. Because sometimes, you know, when you're doing podcasts, it takes a while for you to find your stride. When I first started doing this podcast, I don't feel like I was as seasoned. I was extremely nervous, especially when it was when it came to interviewing people and doing stuff. But, you know, as, as time went on, you know, I feel like I became more comfortable, better at, at what I'm doing. So that's what I want to do. You know, I want to be a, a, a kind of a launching point for people's podcast. So that's probably something I'm probably going to be doing sometime in 2021. So. I'll let anybody know that uh, is trying to start a podcast. I'll let you know uh, when I want to start that. And it's not about being perfect, man. You know, I don't care about you, you know, messing up or, you know, saying, uh, you know, some bad editing or something like that. It's all about trying to make people better. And I want to probably, you know, listen to podcasts and critique people and talk about some of the things that they can actually do better. You know, I don't say I don't know all of the things, you know, I don't have all the answers, but I do want to help people because, there was one at one point, man, we only had like four subscribers here. Shouts out to Jared Port Jr., who was the fourth subscriber of the State of the Saints podcast. And I think Bobby Cross was maybe like the ninth or the tenth. It wasn't always this way, folks. And I'll never forget that. So people ask me all the time, like, you know, like, man, you, you growing this, that, and the third. But it's because of y'all. And I'll never forget that. So when I grow, I will hope that I want to I would like to help other people grow as well so we can grow together. And hopefully, you know what I'm saying, I see people surpassing what I'm doing. I don't feel bad about that at all. Some people uh, get a little envious or jealous. You know, people channel grows outside of them. I can care less because everybody has their own style and everybody has their own lane. And um, I don't know if people are of higher faith, but I, I am. And I feel like what God has for you is for you. So 
check me out, man. 2021 is going to be a good year, and it's definitely going to be a good year for those that, that want to do podcasting. I want to help you out. The entire game, I was yelling that because he stayed wide open. Yeah, that Michael Thomas fourth and two, I think that that, that that's in the back of everybody's mind. Uh, new home, that's fantastic, bro. Congrats. Thank you, Bobby, man. I appreciate it, man. Um, It's a blessing, man. It's a blessing. And I'm happy about that, man. And, uh, you know, my wife and my son, man, you know, we're going to move into a new home, man. And, you know, I'm just I'm just grateful. You know, I thank God because I remember, you know, growing up, uh, two brothers and a sister and my mom. And we were standing in one and two bedroom houses, you know, and, you know, we we making pallets on the floor. You know what I mean? God is good. The OG is well pleased with you, TJ. Well done. Well, I appreciate it, OG. And. I also appreciate that I actually gave you that name and you running with it. You know, <laughs> I appreciate that too, man. Uh, you know, he is the OG of the state of the saints podcast. I don't care why I go in, in, in this world. I don't care what God takes me. I don't care where he takes the state of the saints. Jerry poor jr. Will always and forever will be the OG of the state of the saints podcast. Great one says we could not be covering football <laughs> at the uh, lawless. Oh no, 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 no. Nah, I'm gonna give them a shout out, but they 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 were not that good. They were not that good. Not not when I was in school, they weren't that good. Uh something that really needs to be addressed is Sean Payton's arrogance. He's trying to prove something with Taysom because they could have uh they can have beat the Eagles if he ran the ball more. Uh the cool man. Look, if you trust the guy, you trust the guy. Okay. If you believe that this guy can throw the football or you want to, you want to evaluate this guy, you put this guy in situations like this. It's up to him if he's going to sink or if he's going to swim. All right. I think sometimes it's warranted to look at Sean Payton's play calling. Cool. I get it. You know what I'm saying? He's not beyond reproach. Uh, he's not beyond reproach at all. But sometimes we got to look at the, the player as well. You know, we got to look at him. Right. And I, I feel like we'll be doing Taysom an injustice if we just asking Taysom just to do RPOs all game long, right? You know what I'm saying? Like it, it, it would be doing him an injustice, okay? It's not helping him grow. It's not helping him develop. It's not helping him learn, right? I mean, look, a, a, as much as I love my son, there's going to be one day where he's going to have to go out there into this world and he's going to have to make his own mistakes. And I can prepare him, right? Uh, I try to teach him, you know what I'm saying, to say yes, sir, no, sir. You know what I'm saying? I'm teaching him to say that. I'm teaching him, you know, saying things. And as he gets older, I want to teach him right from wrong. I want to teach him how to respect women and, and, and people in general. But it's up to him to apply those things in his life once I let him go into this world. You can't just handicap a guy, you know what I'm saying, and just say, okay, you just a good RPO runner. So we just going to RPO it all game long. No, man, you got to. Let this guy go out there and make these mistakes and learn from him. Okay, we can't play scared out here in these streets. You can't. Shouts out to my mama, man. This is my actual mama. She says, I am so proud of you. Mom, proud of you too, man. I'm proud of you too. Like, look, I, look, I'm proud of my mom because <laughs> my mom is not a, a sports fan at all. Now, she does root for the Saints and she's always rooted for the Saints. She's always had an emotional investment in their success, but she has not really been a sports fan like that. Now it's like when I call my mom, my mom is talking more about Saints football than me. 
Now that is something that 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 makes me happy, right? When you when you have people who don't really discuss football, they're discussing football with you. You know what I'm saying? Like even my wife, even my wife, uh, <laughs> when my wife, uh, when we uh, actually went go visit my in-laws and we were talking about the State of the Saints podcast and, you know, her, her sisters were like kind of, you know, you know, talking about like, you don't know nothing about sports. You don't know nothing about sports. And they start asking a question. It's like, who's the wide receiver for the Saints? My wife, like Michael Thomas. He's like, who the running back? You're like, El Kavara. I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> because I know she only knows that because her man does a show on the Saints. So I love you, baby. I know, you know what I'm saying? She's at work right now. She's probably going to be watching this later. So I will give a special shout out to my mom and my wife, man, because I put them on, okay? I, I put that passion in their hearts for the black and gold. And it's going to continue to grow and grow and grow on our way to the Super Bowl. Yes, I'm calling my shot. Okay, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say Super Bowl or bust until I can't, because I can't rep for the Saints no more. Uh, Jared Pork, you a shout out to my mama. Says, "Love you, Mama Jones. Blessings to you." Top of the morning, TJ. Man, what's going on, man? Appreciate you uh, stopping by. We're gonna go ahead and wrap it up, man, because once again, at two thirty Central Standard Time on this afternoon. 3.30 Eastern, John DeShazer of NewOrleansSaints.com will be on the State of the Saints podcast, so you do not want to miss it, all right? I'm going to read a few more comments, and then we're going to get up out of here. This has been a good show. Uh, My mama crazy over Al, yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of people love Alvin Kamara, especially especially the ladies, man. They, they love themselves from Alvin Kamara. Mother's love will be uh, strong, and that's a way to connect uh, to her son. Uh, great mother. Hi, TJ's mom. Oh, uh, Jarhead Fisher, I'm gonna tell you something, man. I'm a, I, look, maybe she'll disagree, but look, me and my mom have a special connection. I feel like to me, and I know my brothers and sisters probably watching, so hate on. I feel like <laughs> I feel like me and my mom are like more on a like more on a friendship level. And I feel like I have more of my mom's qualities than most of my brothers and sisters. I think all of us have like, you know, certain things from my mom but i think like when it comes to like just the the overall buffet of things i think i got everything from her, including her temper <laughs> yeah i'm gonna make fun of your mom just <laughs> uh, but uh anyway man i think her creativity man like my mom she's a wonderful poet man my mom has written stories uh my mom is an educator man like my mom is like the one of the dopest human beings alive man like y'all if, if you like if you like some of the things that I'm doing here, if you like some of the creativity, just look no further than my mom. Because I'm telling you, like, my mom is incredible. My mom is incredible. And and uh, I appreciate everything she does, man. And I, I'm glad that that God has allowed me to, to have a lot of her qualities, man. Because if I didn't, I don't think I would be doing this show or have the confidence to grow the way that I did. So. I think he's also limited uh, him running because of the fumbling issues. Man, point of the day. Great points all together, everybody. But that is the point of the day. And that is something that I said and see uh, ask uh, uh, Crum. Absolutely. As Crum hit the nail on the head. So for all those people out here, why are you running? Like, like I said, there are certain things that are certain. That grass is green, the sky is blue, and Taysom is going to fumble on a Sunday afternoon or a Sunday evening. 
or Sunday night. Because I seen him fumble in all three occasions. I seen him son, I seen him fumble on a Sunday afternoon against the Falcons. I seen him fumble on a on a, a Sunday evening against the Eagles. And I seen him fumble on a Sunday night against the Packers. But I love Taysom Hill, man. I, I love Taysom Hill. Uh Ghostface Gorilla, that's facts. Uh, you know your mama's gotta love you till you don't know what to do. Yeah, man. I, I know my mom loves me and I love her too, man. No doubt about that. Uh, shout out to Mrs. Jones. Mom getting a lot of shout outs today. Uh, State of the Saints podcast is, is the best ever. I appreciate that, man. But uh, there's a lot of great podcasts out here, man. I appreciate if I'm if I'm your favorite. You know, I really do, man. But there's so many great podcasts and podcasters out here, man. Uh, uh, they do an unbelievable job. All each and every one of them, man. All a lot of them, man. CB, uh, Pretty Carly out there on the on the, uh, the Who That Nation chat line. You got uh, Aaron, uh, who is Who That Davis, uh, the state of black and gold. You got Nas out there. You got Deuce Wenham, Elijah, uh, Elijah and uh, Ross and Big Q, man. So so many others, man. So many out, out here doing an outstanding job, but I appreciate that. Uh, Jameis Winston interception is not as bad as Taysom Fumbles uh, because I feel like that is fixable. You know, until Bruce Arians came to Tampa, Man, man, James wasn't in a, throwing interceptions like that. He would probably have 14, 15, which is normal for a young quarterback. You know, but Lord, turn over Taysom. Yeah, man, it's making his rounds. It's making his rounds. Turn over Taysom. Everyone in the chat have a great day today. Enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm about to go. I'm about to uh, leave as well. Tyler says, I think lack of experience killed Taysom down the field when we need him to push the tempo. And my mom says, thank you, State of the Saints family, for supporting my son. Jameis Winston would uh, be throwing interceptions because we have wide receivers running wide open on every play. It's about schemes, Charles. Good point. And Jerry, we're going, which is pretty much, you know, uh, you know, suffice, I feel like. Uh, without the uh who that nation. There would be no State of the Saints podcast. App, so freaking lutely. Without you all, there would not be a State of the Saints podcast at all. Absolutely at all. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, uh, Jerry, but I got to get my boy Josh and Jesus in here too. <laughs> I'll be okay. And, you know, I'll make you last though, because I see you the last one on down here, uh, Jerry. Uh, Jameis Winston should get a couple starts, not because Taysom is bad, but just because we should see. What Peyton has been able to do with him. Look, man, I'm, I'm rolling with Josh, man. Josh been Josh been batting him out the park. I don't know if people have been paying attention to Josh uh comments. Josh was the only person that I seen that said the Saints were gonna lose against the Eagles. They might slip up against them. I ain't hear nobody else say that. And then he said something else. He was talking about look, Josh has been batting a thousand. Every time Josh calls. I'm about to start calling them Josh Adamas. I won't put much, I won't put that much pressure on you, Josh, but you have been hitting them out the park, bro. You've been hitting them out the park. But thank you very much for tuning into the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you very much for allowing uh, the State of the Saints podcast to be a part of your Tuesday morning. And once again, check out the Huddle and Full podcast with Steve Weiss and Jim Trotter, and also come back this afternoon for my with my uh, for my interview for my interview. Yeah. For my interview <laughs> with NewOrleansSaints.com reporter John DeShazer. So hope everybody uh, comes back. If you don't, 
It's all good, man. You can still check it out because the State of the Saints podcast is available on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Anchor FM. You can check out some of the previous episodes if you're new to the channel. And if you are new to the channel, go ahead and subscribe to the YouTube channel. I mean, it just takes a few seconds, right? All you got to do is hit that subscription button, right? Subscribe button. Click and hit that bell for notifications. And also, you can check out Facebook.com, search The State of the Saints Podcast. There's a lot of content that I put on the Facebook page that you're not going to see here on the State of the Saints Podcast YouTube channel. So I put, like, interviews that Sean Payton may have done, press conferences with Saints players, and also just, you know, different polls, you know, uh, comments, you know, different topics of the day. So do yourself a favor, Facebook.com, search The State of the Saints Podcast, and also follow me on Twitter on Twitter, at State of Saints. Thank you all so much. Enjoy the rest of your day. And like always, all I got to say is, who that?